Hi, this is Savannah. And this is Brian from the Dorky Diva Show. And you're listening to Star Wars. The best place for below average Star Wars. In a world where people need 80s and 90s movie reviews, two regular Geordies combine forces to bring you the Brother to Brother 80s and 90s movie review podcast. Check them out on Twitter, YouTube, and all decent podcast vendors. Welcome to the Star Wars Show, the best place for below-average Star Wars. I am the Jolly Jedi Pete. I'm Jason Hondo Ling, and I'm Kat Rieselka. And we are back with a brand new episode of Star Wars. We're going to be focusing on those two awesome trailers that just released. One for the brand new animated series coming to Disney Plus, that is season two of Star Wars: The Bad Batch. And then also we'll be talking about the brand new trailer for the sequel. To Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, which is Star Wars Jedi Survivor. But we're going to dive straight in and talk about the Bad Batch first. Um, we'll go straight to you, Kat. Um, how excited are you for the Bad Batch Season 2? And then how much did this trailer whet your appetite even more for it? I think the Bad Batch Season 2 has almost been sort of on the back burner because of things like Andor and Tales of the Jedi taking so much of the marketing and I'd almost forgotten about it really so to see this trailer was a reminder actually of just how amazing the Bad Batch are and while I wasn't necessarily super hyped for it before I saw the trailer I think the trailer has definitely got me more excited because it looks like there's going to be much more of a focus in season two on the Empire and how clones are going from their um, position in the Republic to actual stormtroopers. So I think there's a lot of moral questions there to be asked um, by the clones, by the viewers. And it's, it's looking to be a lot more political. Like the first season was very action adventure. We had Omega finding her feet. And while the Empire was sort of there, it was more in the background as this looming threat. Whereas this trailer for season two definitely seems to be suggesting that the Empire are going to be much more central to the plot. And it was great to see faces like uh, Rex and Cody, because Cody went through with Order 66, as we know, from uh, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, this trailer is sort of suggesting that maybe he's having second thoughts. So to see some of the beloved clones from the Clone Wars um, getting action in, in this second season, I'm really looking forward to. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head there. I think, you know, the first season was certainly a lot of action adventure and sort of the clones getting used to being sort of on the road and 
being fathers to Omega and about Omega and Omega finding her feet outside of Camino. But I'm glad you brought up Cody. You know, I think we see Cody execute Order 66 in Revenge of the Sith. And I think, you know, my mind almost paint him as like this this bad guy. But, you know, in that moment, he follows his orders. But we haven't really seen anything of Cody after of like, what what did he do? Did he stand by? And then obviously, I think it hints in this trailer that maybe he's questioning some of the orders they're now getting from the Empire and that transition from the Republic to the Empire, as you mentioned, Kat. Um, another thing I noticed in this in the trailer is that, you know, we're starting to see the, the, the armor morph more towards a stormtrooper. Um, you know, we you know, we've seen I think we saw, you know, sort of a half and half armor in the last season, and you know, here we can see we can see it morph and more towards a stormtrooper here. Jason, obviously, you know, you're a big bad batch fan. What were some of your favorite parts of the trailer? Oh well, um, yeah, I have to say this is something I like cat I hadn't forgotten about and have been waiting with bated breath for. Um, the one thing I noticed is straight away um, the Omega has obviously matured and is now very much a part of the Bad Batch. Um, the opening sequence, um, you know, she's there front and center. Um, so I'm quite looking forward to the way that dynamic's going to, I think, moved on from the first season. Obviously, um, you know, we, we've got a lot of familiar characters reappearing. Um, I'm really quite interested to see where they're going to go with the storyline for Gunji from the Clone Wars. Um, obviously, we've got... Um, Anyone who remembers that episode of the Clone Wars, where or the arc in the Clone Wars, I should say, where um, Ahsoka took the younglings um, to get their Kyber crystals, and obviously we saw Gunji was um, a very sort of character that had a lot of growing up to do, and um, was obviously going to need a lot of guidance. Um, and as I sort of pointed out, that has because of Order sixty six, that hasn't happened. Um, and obviously, Gunji with his lightsaber seems to have still be embracing the Jedi Order. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, you know, how that character is carrying on now that, to all intents and purposes, the Jedi have fallen. Um, it, to me, it looks like obviously. We've got the political side. I also think we might be seeing more of, um, from the comments with Rex, the early days of the rebellion as well. Um, you know, when Rex mentions a mission. Um, so I can sort of see that maybe there'd be some involvement there. Um, so all in all, yeah, um, we've all obviously still got lots of action scenes teased um in the trailer um so it's very much bad batch back in action um i'm looking forward to a lot of wreckers one-liners as well which obviously you know he's just brilliant at doing and just really diving back into how these um clones are coping now that the empire's risen i'm glad you mentioned gunji because um or gungi um yeah, he hasn't seemed to have aged much. I didn't think in this in this series. So again, I don't think we've moved that that further along the timeline. Um, we were in season one. Don't age the same way. 
Oh, good point, actually. There we go. Um, one thing I did notice is that, obviously, he has a blaster, and then he sort of uses the force to pull his lightsaber. Um, it seemed in the edit that his lightsaber wasn't on his waist, like it was somewhere else, and he pulled it from maybe a, an old Jedi belt from somewhere. Um, so I wonder if he's very similar to... I got vibes of Kanan in Rebels when you know he hides the lightsaber, yeah. and then in that moment in Rebels when they need the distraction, is when he is when he puts it on and turns it on and sort of gives the Empire that shock. It was sort of felt very similar this scene here where you know Gungi was there with his blaster and Omega was there with a blaster and they're being surrounded almost, and then he you know uses the force to pull that lightsaber hilt from somewhere and ignites it. Um, so yeah, I wonder do you think Gungi's maybe been in hiding or or do, or do you think you know, is he is he in a similar place to Kane and mindset wise, or maybe Kane and Rebels? Um, what what's your thoughts on Gungi and where he's been and where he's going, Kat? I I think that um, Gungi's probably been in hiding because he was a Padawan when we last saw him getting his uh, Kyber crystal on Ilum with Ahsoka, and then he would have still been a Padawan during the time of Order sixty six. And I think um, Kanan, or Caleb, as he was during Order 66, I think the Order broke some part of him, and that's sort of why we see him go down this path of... <sighs> he, he, I mean, Kanan doesn't exactly become a bad guy, but he does become a bit self-centred, and that's the only way he can survive. But I don't think Gunji would do the same. You know, he's a Wookiee. And I don't think many people suspect Wookiees of being Jedi. So I think he'd probably be quite safe in hiding. Uh, it's interesting that he's using a blaster, though, because he definitely didn't have that during the time of the Clone Wars. So that's, again, hinting at how he's hiding. He's trying to hide his force powers, trying to use a different weapon to keep himself safe. And I think he's pro he's probably just going to be trying to blend in like sort of just a, as a normal Wookiee somewhere I it's impossible to tell from the trailer where that's taking place so I don't know if he's working like maybe as a ship hand or something but I, I'm just I'm just glad we're seeing him again because oh he was the first Wookiee Jedi in canon and it's just oh it's so good seeing him again definitely when you think about where Wookiees are now you know the High Republic showed us some Wookiee Jedis and also on those leaked images from that appeared in the Daily Mail this week from the set of the Acolyte showed us a Wookiee Jedi as well. You know, sort of Gunji's where it all started. Um, one of my thoughts was, I wonder if maybe, you know, Jason's mentioning the Rebellion, and I wonder if the Bad Batch get involved with the Rebel Cell. And I wonder if Gunji's actually part of a Rebel Cell, maybe. That would be really cool. And I think he definitely had such a kind-hearted spirit in the Clone Wars that I could see Gunji completely helping with a rebel cell doing that. And it, I mean, this um, could even link to sort of like the um, the pathways mentioned in Kenobi, where Jedi were, you know, smuggled through sort of rebellious cells to safety. Definitely, I definitely see that tying in. And I also thought that um, we sort of see the Senate in this trailer when we see Palpatine in the Senate. And the Senate, the way the Senate looked, give me vibes of how it looked in Andor with Mon Mothma. And we see Bail Organa in this trailer in a snapshot. So I wonder if we're maybe going to see 
you know, season one was the adventure of the Bad Batch, as I mentioned, and sort of them going on their adventures, trying to get free of Camino and the free of the Empire hunting them a little bit. Um, but I wonder if this is going to be more like setting up the rebellion and in the Senate situation and the Empire sort of going becoming the full Empire. Um, what were your thoughts, Jason, on seeing Bialog on and the Senate? Do you think it's going to be a, a big part of the story? Definitely. Um, and that was obviously. Um... I'm just trying to find it now because I was going through the other day the different titles for the episodes that they've released. And very much the story to me, I feel, is going to be about revealing more of the Empire's plans and details. Of the Obviously, it was hinted at at the end of the episode where... Um, oh, sorry. Camino. Uh, um, we had the situation where the um, Ton Wee was it was taken by the Empire, and I can see there that we're going to see possibly to do with the cloning, and you know even where Snoke and the Palpatine clone could come into it. Um, so I definitely think that I think there's a point that we're going to start seeing reveals. And also, I think it's what's been noted with a lot of the Star Wars stuff that's going on at the moment is it's the literature and stuff are tying up the loose ends that maybe people weren't necessarily happy with, with like the Rise of Skywalker and stuff like that. Um, and obviously, as we know, this series perfect way to reveal what no one really knew had gone on behind the scenes. Quite possibly, quite possibly. And you know, they've got a. 16 episodes to sort of tell us some of this story as well, so lots of story time. Kat, what were your thoughts on seeing Bail Organa and, of course, also the Senate, the Imperial Senate? Oh, as, a, as a big fan of sort of the political side of Star Wars, I always am fascinated to see more of what was going on before and sort of during the um, build-up to the, the True Rebel Alliance and we know that Bail Organa is a major player in setting up the rebellion. So to see him there, even briefly in the trailer, does hint that maybe he's looking to recruit. And I think, you know, the Bad Batch would definitely be a possibility there, especially with Rex's message to them at the end. Rex is in contact with Bail. And there's also the possibility of Ahsoka making an appearance as Fulcrum because we know that she's one of Bale's informants um, from the ending of uh, Ahsoka by Kate Johnston. And it's quite possible that we're going to sort of see Bale becoming frustrated by the Imperial Senate and looking to take more and more serious steps. Um, and again, sort of tying into Andor's idea of there's only so much the senators can tolerate like Mon Mothma and Bail Organa before they really start to do something. And I also think it's great to bring Bail in because um, whenever we sort of saw Bail in the Clone Wars, he was always very respectful to the clones and he did treat them very much as individuals. And I think he was one of the few Republic senators, apart from Padme, um, who did see the um, clone troopers as more than just an army. You know, he saw them as 
in individual people with with thoughts um aspirations of their own so i think he's going to want to encourage um troopers like cody to sort of reevaluate their loyalty to the empire and i do wonder if we're going to get a bit of an interaction between him and the likes of crosshair and cody yeah i think we're definitely going to see a lot of interaction with sort of the the clones who stand by the empire and want to go down this total sort of third reich style you know change and also the clones who are like all we did was follow one order but now all of a sudden we're you know we're controlling the galaxy we're not fighting for freedom anymore we're controlling the galaxy and we're putting controls on the innocent people and how they feel about that um so it could be very interesting i like how the trailer started you know we start with like the bad batch on the run from a mad from a mad group of crazy crabs giant crabs on the beaches um which i thought was typical bad batch um Adventure, you know, I don't know what the stone looked like. They maybe stolen something from this from this place as well. I thought the trailer started with like crazy bad batch adventure being chased by crazy crabs. I thought it was brilliant. Um, to then sort of um, to then sort of the more serious side of the galaxy when we saw sort of the Imperial Senate and in the in the Empire and what's going on there. Um, am I right in thinking some of the things I noticed as well? We saw sort of a giant a giant creature. Um, Sort of similar. It looked almost like a Godzilla movie the way it was shot, but the creature to me looked like something similar from um from the Zepho characters, the Zepho world from um Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. I don't know if anybody got that vibe or not. I actually got the Horizon Dawn tall neck vibe, but Zepho is good too. What what do we think? Do you think that's maybe a creature created by the Empire, or it almost like it could be made out of metal as well? So it could be like a. Maybe they've engineered a, a creature like they try to do, you know, in Clone Wars when they captured the Zero Beast, what were they doing with that? Trying to clone it? Who knows? Maybe they have actually created monsters. What it do you think, Jason? It actually look very metallic. And when I was sort of listening to the sound effects um, in the trailer, underneath the music, it sort of did sound not quite organic, but whatever it is, um, yeah, I definitely agree that there's sort of Godzilla vibes in the way it was shot, and it definitely looked like some kind of threat to something. I, I actually wanted, like, a Zillow beast to come out and for the two to start fighting, like, Godzilla versus King Kong. We might get that. Jason, what's your thoughts on the monsters? Yeah, it's, again, it's something that's been alluded to previously, and I just, I get a feeling with the Bad Batch that Dave Filoni is very much picking up on some of the threads that he's already created and running with them, which I love because there were so many threads that were set off with the Clone Wars. Um, and to me, this series is the continuation of the Clone Wars as a fan I always wanted. So, yeah, I'm hoping that maybe we will see that sort of thing. Again, as I said previously, I'm convinced um, that we are going to be getting more information on the cloning and the whole situation of um what the empire are doing with the clones so that would fit perfectly with that again so um there's all these little things that they're just sort of drip feeding to us definitely i wonder if we're going to see sort of the the evolution of the imperial army so you know they've got these clones that they've 
you know, the clones exist from the previous regime. We know that come come the original trilogy, you know, the clones have all but a few been replaced with, you know, conscripts. That's a good way to keep controllers to have the public come and join your army. Um, and you know, then we see, you know, we've seen in Star Wars Rebels the early, the early um, incarnations of the Dark Trooper. We've seen in the Mandalorian sort of the final incarnations of the Dark Trooper. Um, so I wonder if we're going to see maybe see some Dark Troopers involved in this or early incarnations of them. You know, we saw Thrawn was experimenting with not just a Tide Defender project, but, you know, Trooper projects as well. Um, we've seen in Clone Wars, you know, the capture that Zero Beast for a reason. Probably going to see that come out here. We do know, you know, that we're going to see Mount Tantus, which is, you know, a secret Imperial facility. Uh, we know that they've captured Torn Wee, probably the last remaining Camino scientists. The rest have obviously all been genocided. Um, you know, working on this lab as well with other scientists from other places. So yeah, I wonder if, you know, only are we going to see sort of the the galaxy shift into this Imperial dominated world where we're going to see rebellion rise, but also the Imperial start to, you know, be a bit nasty and be naughty with the tactics they use and the technologies they use and the type of troopers they use. It's all, it's all very interesting to me. Yeah. I, I definitely think this... Oh. Go on, Jason. Yeah, I definitely think I, I've just found all of the titles, all of the episode titles. Um, and I definitely think that that's hinted at, you know, the first two episodes, Spoils of War and Ruins of War. So straight away, we're sort of looking at the consequences of the, of the Clone Wars. And then we've got the Solitary Clone, which I think is pretty obvious is going to be the episode that we're going to see Cody come into. Um, you know, then we've got the Clone Conspiracy. And Plan 99 is the last episode. All of those episode titles are hinting that we're going to see what's going on with the with the Imperials. Plan 99 definitely sounds like Palpatine is up to something yet again. Yeah, definitely. Or well, I think Plan 99 could be the Bad Batch, their last plan to do whatever they need to do in honour of Claw 99, their best friend who died. Because um, the Episode before Plan 99 is called The Summit. So I think they're going to raid Mount Tantus and Plan 99 is going to be their plan to sort of rid Mount Tantus of whatever it is they've got to get rid of it. In but memory if of Mount Tantus is telling the same part as it did in Air to the Empire by Timothy Bajan, then Plan 99 could be a cloning plan by the Emperor. Woohoo. Exciting times. Cat, so... Cat, is there anything from the trailer? I know you've got probably lots of notes. Anything on the trailer we've not brought up that you want to highlight? I suppose one thing we haven't brought up is the new character. I'm assuming you say it Fee Genoa. Um, she's with Sid. Um, and she's the one, I think, who seems to be sending the Bad Batch on a new mission. And I wonder if that's the mission that leads to the crazy crab incident. So I think she is perhaps, I, I don't know why, but I just got like good guy feels from her. And She does I seem think... like a lovable scoundrel type. So. I think she's a rebel cell leader, and I think I think she's got Gunji. That that would be cool. Um, I mean, we know that Sid is sort of a she's like a diamond in the rough kind of character, so I could definitely see her being sympathetic to the rebellion. Yeah, like I can see Sid putting the Bad Batch in contact with this person as like the middle person. Do you know what I mean? So like Sid wouldn't do this on her own. But 
she'll help like being the middle man or the middle woman, the middle Trandoshan um, for this cause maybe. Jason, what's your thoughts? Um, yeah, again, a character that sort of the she gave me the vibes of um the sisters that we've met at the end of the Clone Wars, um, and then who have obviously shown up in um the first season of the Bad Batch, and yeah, it's definitely for me. I was getting Rebel vibes, or or at least someone who wanted to fight the Imperial tyranny, um. So I'm I'm definitely thinking that this character is someone that's going to become an ally of the Bad Batch. Um, so yeah, it would again it, with every trailer they always raise so many questions, and then we have to wait for the the series to drop before we can actually get a few answers. We do indeed. Any closing thoughts on the trailer, Kat? I think that it's just. It's definitely reignited my excitement for the Bad Batch and seeing more of Omega again. And I think it's going to sort of balance this sort of fun comedic vibe that we got from the first season with a much more serious plot line. And that, for me, is going to be super intriguing. Definitely. Jason, any closing thoughts? Yeah, I just... You know, echo that that I just can't wait to see the the adventures continue. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing how Omega's you know grown as a character because it definitely looks like she has. Um, I want to see you know what the consequences are for what happened with Crosshair at the end of the first season um, because obviously he's clearly still very much in the in the Imperial grasp um and obviously you know the introduction of characters like gunji and cody just make me even more excited and just nostalgic for the days of the clone wars definitely and obviously you know, we spoke a lot about sort of the transition from um you know bad batch adventures to state of the galaxy in the rebellion the word rebellion the word rebels Jason, you want to, obviously we were discussing before we went on air, Jason, about that something you noticed with the animation and the direction the show would go in. Um, so I'll let you take that away and tell everybody what yeah. you noticed, what you think. Yeah, noticing from the trailer, it was just a vibe that I got that the animation style. Um, I felt that the characters appeared smoother and more defined, similar to the way that the characters were animated for the Rebels. Um, so I just feel that maybe we're, we're moving forward in the transition period and knowing what a master Filoni is, you know, is this being hinted at? Um, which then also opens up, you know, as you say, the Kanan's obviously already been involved in the Bad Batch um, as a youngster, you know, and also Hera. So could we see more of these characters reappear? Um I'd love to see maybe even the introduction of Zeb, um, see how he became involved with it all. And all of this could happen in the Bad Batch season. Definitely. Then just to highlight some of the, so obviously Bad Batch returns for season two on January 4th, which is a Wednesday. And all the episodes will be Wednesdays, so it's like they're on Disney+. Plus. Um, we get a double episode um, 
to begin with. Uh, so that's episode one, episode two, which is Spoils of War, Ruins of War. As we've talked about, you know, maybe hiding back the Clone Wars. Then we get one episode a week until February 8th, which must be the mid-season finale, I'm assuming, where we get a double episode called The Clone Conspiracy and Truth and Consequences, which could very well be related to maybe Cody's storyline, if he's going to come good or resist, maybe. And then we're back to one episode a week until March 29th, where we get the double episode finale, which is called The Summit and Plan 99. So, you know, 16 episodes. It runs from January all the way to the March. We've got like three months of Star Wars, which is going to be fantastic. Um, and, you know, in, in this we get three weeks where we get a double episode. Double episode at the beginning, double episode in the middle, and double episode at the end, which to me tells me that they've got a very a very planned out storyline to get through to get us to the point of the end of the story, which will be very exciting. Anybody got any closing remarks about Bad Batch? We'll move on to the second trade we're going to review today. Just, you know, the the general excitement. Um, I'm already um, looking forward to it. Um, I'm hoping that Filoni has done his magic, as I'm sure he has. Um, and like you say, it's perfect. We've got that in January, and we've got so much more Star Wars content to come next year. That I think that's a perfect way to start the year off. Definitely. So moving on to the second trailer we've got is for obviously the sequel to the video game Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, and it is Star Wars Jedi Survivor, set five years after the first game. Um, let's go to you. What were your sort of what were your vibes from this trailer? So sort of the announcement of us getting the trailer came out of nowhere. You know, we've got a release date of March as well, so you know the the game's done which is exciting times, can't wait to play this game. You know, we're going to get the game sort of in the final weeks of Bad Batch being on television, which, you know, as we say, we're in the golden age of Star Wars, where we're just getting Star Wars after Star Wars after Star Wars. We're actually going to have Star Wars at the same time here. Um, so, yeah, what was your first thoughts on on this game trailer? Astonishing. The visuals of this trailer, I, I thought I was watching a trailer for a Star Wars movie. It was just so thrilling, intriguing, and setting an even darker tone than Fallen Order. And Fallen Order was pretty dark in places, so that was pretty impressive. Um, And whoever was doing that monologue at the start, absolute, my hat goes off to whoever that was, because it was amazing that monologue is still in my head on repeat and i'm trying to figure it out yeah i think i'm wondering if that was maybe the person who is inside the back dead tank it does seem to be i mean they had the monologue um going at the same time that they're showing this back to tank and it's very intriguing. This is the same back to tank that we saw in the teaser trailer, which was released at Celebration. And it's quite clear from the um, imagery that it's been there a while. Uh, it looks very decrepit and almost in ruins. So whoever's in there has been in there for, I think, for quite a while. And the way he says that, you know, that he was betrayed by the one he trusted most, 
it does give you either Jedi or Sith vibes. Definitely. I think, you know, this trailer opens up with sort of Cal Kestis sort of approaching a, a chamber that he opens with some sort of contraption in his hand. Um, Reviewing the back of the tank with somebody in the back of the tank who has very long hair. So, you know, if they've been there a while, the hair would grow. Still, they're alive in there. Also, there's back of tanks around the back of the tank with sort of like, almost like plants in there. Um, so, could it be Drengia? Maybe not, but, you know, there's, there's definitely other back of tanks or other things in, possibly alive or dead. Um, but yeah, we see Carl Kester's approach, open his back of tank up with a device in his hand. Uh, later on in the trailer, we see someone in sort of similar Jedi robes, pale skin, holding the device, which looks similar to the one Carl has at the beginning. Now, it's hard to see what the one Carl has in the beginning, so I'm not saying it is the same one, but I wonder if maybe that is the same device. I'm not quite sure. Um, Jason, what were your thoughts on, on this back of tank and this mysterious individual? Yeah, obviously, um, I am the first one to admit that I am terrible and have not experienced the games and the magic of Jedi Fallen Order. Um, so I'm completely out of my depth with um, this. But yeah, that back, that whole opening sequence, like Kat says, I watched the trailer and I was like, crikey, this is like watching a motion picture trailer. Um, and then that the whole back to tank thing, it was... And the talk of the betrayal and everything, I was thinking, is this a Jedi that's been betrayed? Is this a Sith that's been betrayed? Um, that was uh, that was my first sort of impressions coming into it blind. Um, so yeah, it was it's very intriguing. I have to admit, I, I think I said to Pete when we came on air after seeing it, I'm thinking I'm going to have to get myself a copy of Fallen Order. And quickly play through that in time for what um, getting involved with this new new game when it comes out, which does look absolutely awesome. It's interesting you mentioned the Drengear too, because um, we know now from the High Republic that Bacta as a substance was only invented around about three hundred years prior uh, to the events of the Phantom Menace. So whoever's in that tank can't be that old, but you're looking sort of late High Republic era, possibly. And I've seen there's a lot of discussion online about what he's wearing after he comes out of the back of the tank. And it's the fact that the robes he's wearing do seem to have gold on them, which is quite symbolic of the High Republic. So if Cal has found some ruins and he's decided to wake up some guy from the High Republic era... Um, it does feel like the plotline of the mummy a bit of, you know, don't open the book, don't open the sarcophagus. And I'm all for that. That's an adventure we're getting. That'll be absolutely fantastic. Um, I think something else that I did enjoy, you know, we saw, um, uh, Sierra or Sarah, um, looking like she's sort of established a Jedi library. Um, and it looks like it is maybe on, in one of the Zephyr temples from the first game, Kat, did you notice that? She had I did. I did it, and she was giving me very much like Jocasta new vibes because she's got um her her new sort of robes. She's sort of gone from being that um Jedi in hiding and looking more or less just like a typical spacefarer back to looking like a true Jedi. Definitely. So I'm glad she's on board now. She's back, you know, on the light side of the force, which is fantastic. Um, I love the way how they've incorporated that 
prequel era Jedi sort of bookcase data banks that we've seen the Jedi library in with the Zephyr technology. So I think we're going to see new planets in this game, but I think maybe your base operations could be where Sierra Jund is, which could be on one of these Zephyr temples, which is fantastic. I hope we get more of the Zephyr because I really enjoyed the Zephyr and the mysteries of the Zephyr, um, which would predate the High Republic completely as well. So it gives us this much richer, even larger Star Wars universe to look at. Um, so yes, I'm, I'm, ho I'm hoping we see some of them. Um, obviously, you've both mentioned how beautiful some of the cutscenes look like movies. We also saw a lot of gameplay in this trailer, which is also fantastic. They weren't hiding the gameplay. Obviously, the game's coming out in three months. Um, I thought gameplay looked fantastic. Looks like they're introducing not just two-player mode, where you know we see Cal and an ally sort of double-teamed on a droid. Um, but we also see Cal has a blaster in his holster. We didn't see him use the blaster in the gameplay, but the blaster's there, so I'm assuming he can use it. And we also saw Cal using his, using his force powers to full effect in this trailer, you know, stopping... Stopping laser bolts like Kylo Ren and the Force Awakens, and then pulling stormtroopers into them, which was quite cool. Um, what were your thoughts on the gameplay, Kat? I will admit that I was completely, utterly obsessed as soon as I saw Cal use Force powers to tame an animal. That is basically a highlight of the trailer for me: is the fact that it's showing gameplay where you can tame an animal using the Force to fly them and ride them. And that is just amazing. That was not in the first game to this extent. And that's just going to open it up so much, I think. Because um, we see it quite a bit in the comics and some of the literature. But there's a lot of sort of force bonding with animals. So to be able to do that in the game um, would be really cool. I was also really intrigued by the fact that there's some battle droids. And... The battle droid combat looked quite interesting. Um, Cal was using the force to sort of just grab them and just cut into them with his lightsaber. Uh, so they look a little bit easier to defeat than the stormtroopers. But there were some other kinds of droid. I think we had some sort of um, imperial, imperial droids. They looked quite serious. And from what I've read, there is going to be blaster combat um, for Cal, not just his lightsaber. You are going to physically be able to use the blaster as well. So you're going to have more of a long-range uh, combat as well. Yeah, I think one of the things I loved was, you know, we're going to see the Imperials. Cal's going to be fighting the Imperials. We know that they're going to be the main enemy. But looks like maybe similar to um, that Rebels episode, I think, when um, they end up... Um, or was it a Barbatch episode, I can't remember, where they end up on that planet where the droids are still activated and think it's still the Clone Wars. You know, we saw in this trailer, Carl Kester's fighting Magna Guards, which are obviously General Grievous's guards. We saw him fighting battle droids. And then I also believe we also saw the um, the next level up from battle droids. The I think they're like the commando droids. Super battle droids, I think. Yeah. not the super, well, I didn't see the super ones, but I saw the commando ones, the ones that are a bit more like sneaky and harder to kill. Um, oh yeah, those. And then I also did see definitely Imperial Dark Troopers as we see them in the Mandalorian. Yeah, I definitely saw the the Dark Trooper droids, um, which makes me think that Cal is going to have to be breaking into some kind of Imperial facility um, for reasons unknown. Um, but we sort of know that from the first teaser trailer that. I think Cal is sort of being hunted um, by a Pawan. Um, and 
the sort of the brief description we've seen of the game is that Cal is trying to overcome being one of the last Jedi left, yet still on the run. So I think the the Empire haven't just forgotten about him. Definitely not. I think you know we see Cal in back the tanks. Um, we've seen dark troopers in this trailer. Again, what we talked about with the Bad Batch, you know, and the Bad Batch is going to be still on air when this game comes out. Are we going to see Cal encounter maybe Imperial Corner facilities, Mount Tantalus, some of these secret plans that the Emperor has? Um, you know, we could very well, we could very well see this uh, sort of link in with what's happening in the Bad Batch, with what happened in the Mandalorian when we find that base with the battle tanks with the dead things inside them. I've also heard rumor that I think Ilum is going to be introduced in this game, and that's where there's going to be an Imperial mining facility of Kyber, um, which is you know, using the Death Star and Star Destroyers to power them and their lasers. But we also know that's going to become Starkiller Base eventually. So if you do get to sort of explore that mining facility, there could be other projects going on there. Yeah, I mean, well, you definitely see Ilum in the in the first game and you see it sort of starting to look like Starkiller Base. It's very, it looks, it looks similar to how Starkiller Base looks sort of with the trenches being dug. So we know the Empire are definitely doing that from, from, from the first game. Um, what did you make of Cal's um, character? Um, I can't remember his name now, but the, you see Cal sort of get helped up off a ledge by a friend, and then you also see them do a combo move together in the gameplay. Um, Bode. Bode, that's correct. Yeah, what was your thoughts on Bode? I'm really excited to see that Cal's got a friend who isn't just a droid. Because <laughs> um, Cal's quite the loner in the first game which it need, which it needs to be for a single player game um but i think having bold is going to provide two elements it's going to provide hopefully an element for two player gaming so that you can actually help each other and also it's going to provide the story element of the fact that cal is going to have help um Bo didn't look for sensitive to me i think he's just using a blaster um so he's probably just um, a part of a rebel cell, maybe. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm glad that they have brought that second human element in um, next to Cal for the two player mode and add into the story. Although it is making me wonder, where is Merrin? Yeah, obviously, you know, this game set five years after the first game, and what I was hoping for was that we were going to get sort of. A Jedi and a Night Sister doing court battles together, but in this trailer, you know, obviously we see Sierra sort of doing her thing, but we don't see um, we don't sell, we don't see the Night Sister, and we don't see um, I've forgotten his name now, but the is it Greaser? We, we don't, Grease, yeah. We don't see the pilot, so I wonder like what's gone on, and like you know, this found family we had at the end of the first game of like the four people, you know, seems to be just Cal on his own, and then and then this this guy joining them. My first thought when I seen the guy was, is this guy the guy out the back of the tank? But I, I don't think it is. Um, after watching it a couple of times now. Um, but yeah, so obviously there's a book, I believe, getting released soon, which sort of tells a story in between the first and second game. So maybe that'll tell us, shed some light on what happened with um, with the found family Carl had at the end of the first game and sort of where, they, where those people are now come the start of the second game. There is. It's... Um... Jedi 
Battle Scars. Um, I'm pretty sure it's releasing March 5th. March 5th or 7th, one of the, those two dates. Um, so it's like a week before the game releases. So you're going to have to read it quickly before jumping into um, Jedi Survivor. But I am ho also hoping that it's going to sort of deal with the fact that this found family seems to have moved into separate ways and explain why some characters aren't apparent in the trailer. Of course, when it came to Jedi Fallen Order... Marin didn't appear until something like the fifth trailer. So there's a huge, I mean, there's a high chance that the trailer that we've seen is only giving us really brief glimpses of what's going to happen, in which case there's plenty of room for Marin to appear. Uh, but I think they're definitely keeping the mystery and suspense in, these, in both the teaser trailer and this main trailer. I don't think they want to... Uh, spoil too much of the story. No, definitely. Jason, from someone who didn't play the first game, sort of, what vibes did you get from this first trait, this first trailer for the new game, and does it make you want to play the games? It definitely does. Um, you know, uh, obviously, I, I think I've mentioned in the past that um, I was a huge fan of the Force Unleashed games, um, and you know, worked my way through both of those games. Um, I think it's just life being busy over the last few years, not really kept up with the gaming sort of circle. So, yeah, definitely, one, it's made me want to go and explore Fallen Order. Um, and two, yeah, this game looks absolutely awesome. Um, and obviously, I want to explore the mythology and, you know, what they've created with these characters. Obviously, Cal Castus has become a well-known character within Star Wars and very popular. Um, and you just had to look at the way the game was launched with this trailer um, and all the PR that's going along with it. You know, this is a, this is a big thing and a, it's a big part of um, where Star Wars is at the moment. Definitely. And, you know, I remember when that first game it got revealed at Star Wars Celebration um, and then it was sort of, Reveal that with nowhere, and then you know the game was pretty much ready to come out. So similar here, you know, we've sort of literally released the trailer. A couple of figures came out in the last wave of figures for the new game, which was surprising. And here we are, you know, the game is done; it's ready to come out in March, which is fantastic. Um, so it's almost like in March we're going to have Bad Batch finishing up. We're going to have Jedi Fallen Order or Jedi, you know, Survivor the game and the book, and then obviously Mandalorian season three starting as well. Um, which probably is Mandalorian season three is March, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So so yeah, so March is going to be a very crazy time for for us Star Wars fans. Um, Kat, is there anything that we didn't mention about the trailer that you've got in your notes that you want to highlight? Um, I suppose the only other highlight I've got is how different Cal actually looks. Uh, he's sort of gone from uh the sort of cute teenage phase to his like grunge emo phase in this. Uh, in this trailer, he's clearly been... He looks like he's been through the Clone Wars all over again. He certainly does. He's gone from that in the first game, he looked very much Riverdale. And uh, now he looks very much sort of Sopranos, shall we say. Let's call it that. Cat, <laughs> <laughs> are you going to be buying the game on release and playing it? Absolutely. I'm getting the PS5 version. It's going into the PS5. And I'm going to enjoy the HD graphics to full effect. Are you going to buy that special version that comes with the lightsaber hilt? 
Oh, it is. It is tempting, but I'm very I, think, I think I will. I will get a deluxe version, but not like the super bank breaking deluxe. Part of me just thinks I'm just going to bank break my bank and worry about it after. Like I might not have any money left, but I can just hold the lightsaber in my hand. So that would make it worth it. It would be really cool if they'd made that lightsaber like yeah. a, a controller that you could actually use in the game. Oh, no, that would be something different. Yeah, but apparently it comes with comes with the lightsaber hilt from the game, and it, apparently the blade's sold separately, so you can you can plug blades into it. So I wonder if it's like the same version of what comes with the Disney Parks lightsabers, maybe. Jason, are you going to be are you going to be playing game number one to get ready for game number two? I think I'll be certainly looking into it, um, and yeah, I'm interested. Maybe over the next couple of weeks, if I get a bit of time um, with um, Christmas break, um, I might have a chance to look into it. Although I know I've got um, a bit of Lego building ahead of me. I think what's so awesome about the generation we live now, especially with streaming, is that you know the storytelling in the first game was fantastic. But for those who don't game, you know for a fact that people have put together all the cutscenes in the storyline on YouTube to watch. And also, if you don't want to play the game, but you could put you can watch someone stream playing the adventure for you if you're not very good at games. So anybody who doesn't want to play the game, the story's so awesome. I recommend that you can probably just watch it like you would watch a TV show or a movie from one of these streamers and, and, and get all the story knowledge from that. And the same when the second one comes out, once someone plays it and streams it, you'll be able to go along on the adventure that way if you don't like playing games. Um because the, the story is fantastic. I mean, I do like playing games, so I will play it. But I mean, for those who don't, you know, watch the streams, watch all the cutscenes put together because this story is top-level Star Wars, um, especially in the first game and especially in the tie-in uh, comic to the first game, which was Dark Temple, which is fantastic. And, you know, I'm hoping this book that comes out is going to be the same. And I've got high hopes for high hopes for Jedi Survivor when it comes out. So definitely go and play the game. But if you can't, then certainly go go watch these streamers, go watch these cutscenes because... You're going to get all the story bits from that and, and enjoy it just as much. Um, I think, you know, that, that, that would be my advice to anybody who's sort of doesn't want to play it. I would experience it that way because you're going to experience a top-notch Star Wars story at the end of the day. Um, Jason, any closing thoughts on this trailer? Just, it's definitely, um, you know, it's wet my appetite. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued and looking forward to um, what it might reveal. And Kat, any closing thoughts? Whoever's in that back to, back to tank, and I suspect it is a, it is the villain of the game. I'm already in love with them and their whole moody vibe. Yes, it's going to be awesome. I can't wait. Um, now for the hard questions, Jason. After watching both trailers, what are you most excited for? Bad Batch season two or Jedi Survivor? Sorry, it's got to be Bad Batch season two for me. Um, you know, is um, the animated series are the love of my life. Um, and yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what Dave Filoni and the team have come up with for this season. We've had to wait a little bit longer than I'd hoped, so um, I'm ready for it. And Kat, same question to you. It's got to be Star Wars Jedi Survivor. That trailer is one of the best Star Wars trailers I've seen, regardless of medium. It was just incredible and jaw-dropping. And I just want the game in my hands right now. 
So I'm, I am the deciding vote. Um, for me, it is Jedi Survivor. I think the trailer came out of nowhere, and the fact the game's so close is come out of nowhere. I think Bad Batch Season 2, we've been wondering where when it's coming from for a while. And I think for me, you know, that back tank and the mysterious around it and seeing Sierra setting up that sort of Jedi library on a, in a Zephyr area, again, just wet my appetite a lot. Um, so for me, it's Jedi Survivor as well, but, you know, select site for Bad Batch and can't wait. Um, but yeah, I think for me, I definitely am more excited and sort of ready to experience Jedi, Jedi Survivor more more than Bad Batch Season 2. Um Jason, any closing thoughts on anything else Star Wars related that we've not mentioned today? Um, yeah, obviously starting to tease are there's reveals starting on the internet for next year's Lego surprises. Um, one thing that I've seen break is um, the Tuscan Raider brickheads. Um, so I'm already starting to get for looking forward to my Lego adventures next year and frantically trying to start saving more money um obviously um also today i was looking at um that's the thing about some the danilo calendars and stuff there's some awesome stuff um out at the moment um and also i see there's even a star wars makeup range that's um been released um, so just in time for Christmas, there's lots of new and different stuff. There is indeed. And remember, if you buy more than one of those Tuscan Raider brickheads, you've got to stack them in single file. Yes. And, a person, and as a person who is reviewing said Tuscan Raider and has it on their shelf right now for Blocks Magazine, I can highly recommend it. There we go. Oh, you, 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 you. Kat, any closing thoughts on anything Star Wars you haven't mentioned today? I think that the end of 2022 is proving that 2023 is going to be so chock-a-block of Star Wars goodness that we are not even going to know what to do with ourselves. We're going to be just saturating in a pool full of Star Wars goodness. And I am really excited for the new year and all of the goodness in a galaxy far, far away is going to bring. Yeah, I think we're going to get the sort of we would have get sort of June, and we would have had Bad Batch, we would have had Jedi Survivor, we would have had Mandalorian Season 3, and then like we've probably got Ahsoka to come in the back end of the year. Uh, so it, it's a very much a, a crazy time indeed. It's going to be a crazy year, 2023, for Star Wars. Um, but that'll wrap this episode up here. Um, Jason, where can the people follow you on social media? Oh, at Hondo Ling. That's the one. Oh, good. <laughs> And Kat, where can people find you on social media? You can find me at Kat Kylo on Twitter. Always happy to talk anything Star Wars and Kylo Ren. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Pete. You can also find the podcast on Twitter at Bores Star. And you can find the podcast on Facebook, Instagram and TikTok at Star Wars Podcast. Thank you very much for listening. If you are listening on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a top review. Only takes a couple of moments and it makes us smile so much here at the Star Wars offices. And remember, always tell that to Kanja Club.
Hello, Star Wars listeners. This is Savannah Odit. You might know me as host of The Dorky Diva Show with my co-host Brian Balance. I am also producer of The Adventures of the Zolan Dart, which is a Star Wars-inspired audio drama that we produced over the last year. If you love stories uh, about smugglers, courage, heroic characters, and maybe a few foes along the way, you should go to thedorkydivashow.com and listen to The Adventures of the Zolan Dart today. Shout! We've got your pigs. Were any of the critters harmed? What did you do now? I didn't do anything. I just freaked out for no reason. It was nice doing business with you again. Maybe next time we could deliver something less... Temperamental. <laughs> now, what you call temperamental, I call fun. Hey, is there a place nearby where I can make some repairs? Uh, oh yeah, three clicks south of here, you'll find a small spaceport. Uh, they, they should have what you need, as long as it's nothing too big. Dynamic class. My stars, you don't hear about many of those still being spaceworthy. It's been in my family for a while. She's pretty great. Uh, any chance you have a hover cart we can use to load up? I'll check out the holonet to see if anything new has come up in the sector. My name is Sereth Khan. I am the chief here on Kamai. My people and I have been experiencing food shortages as of late due to unforeseen natural occurrences. We are looking to hire someone. I say we take this one. The pay is great and it's the type of job we're familiar with. Welcome, welcome. You must be Captain Otoa. I've already sent word to Paktu to expect you in the next cycle or so. You told him we were coming before we even accepted the job. That's rather presumptuous, isn't it? Uh, perhaps, though once I received confirmation that you were interested and on your way here, I couldn't help but hope. Fair enough. Well, we'll be back as soon as we can. That's not good. Is that blaster fire I hear? Ah, so you're the one. Captain, it sounds like they want to do this the hard way. <laughs> I love when they got some fight in them. Oh, uh, this is bad. This is bad. We're about to have a lot of company. I'll see you soon. <laughs> 